I'm Trevor Hunter. And I'm Jimmy Lewis. And this is the Dirt Bike Test Podcast. And today we're talking about the 2021 Yamaha YZ450F. We just wrapped up our first day of riding on the new machine out at Glen Helen Raceway today. We had three different test riders spanning different sizes, weights, um, skill levels, speeds, etc. And uh, we've put quite a few hours on the Blue Crew machine today. Well, as many hours as you can at Glen Helen without knocking yourself silly, which I managed to do. Uh, and this is an interesting bike because the YZ450 seems to do really good in, you know, magazine comparisons. And, uh, and but it, top level racers seem to struggle with it. So it's kind of an interesting bike. And you never really can trust your editorial sources. Maybe it's just because the Yamaha PR and testing guys are so nice to hang out with. They make everybody feel good. And that's why the bike does good. Uh, but uh, those guys have even been involved in some of the uh, the testing for the factory team. So uh, what's new for 2020, Trevor? Um, not a whole lot. Or 21, yeah. actually. Yeah, so the 2020 machine was heavily updated. But for 2021, they stuck to just a new look. Um, they updated the plastics to have blue side plates and number plates. Um, and then the four cards are black. And then just some new graphics. So that's the changes for 2021. And they also introduced what they call a Monster Edition, which is the same YZ450F as the, the Standard Edition, um, just with the black Monster replica graphics. I think it costs about $200 more. And really, then Yamaha said, it's not a factory edition because we want you to be able to modify it the way you want to. On to the power. Um, this might be where kind of the Yamaha shines um, for a multitude of reasons. One, the engine is phenomenal, just how much power it packs into the rearward slanted engine, uh, but also with the ability to tune the bike with Yamaha's Power Tuner app that you get on the App Store. Uh, it's yeah, a free It's a free app. That's the. This is the cool thing about it, is that app is free, and that app is, is really determining me for, for myself and for most riders how much we like this bike. And I know in 20, the, the, the changes, the engine made it what we'll call a little bit more aggressive. And I didn't ride the 20. So the 2021 was my first try in this thing. And it definitely is a little bit more aggressive, aggressive so much so that I always talk about wrist to rear wheel connectivity and the Yamaha has that in spades, like a lot of it, maybe too much. Yeah. I'd almost say too much. For myself as well and you're a you're a small bore rider you're riding the 250 uh two stroke a lot and then also 254 stroke so you always say man 450s are too much for me and <laughs> this bike I, I ride 450s all the time and i think this bike is a little bit too much but then again we're not really pro level motocrossers and that too much for us is just enough or maybe just right for them the, the, the bike has plenty of power for the average man, even even high-level racers. Um, I feel like it has plenty of power for them, too. And like you said, with the Power Tuner app, you can adjust it to how how you want the bike to react and to respond. Uh, we were joked around all day that none of us could keep the front wheel on the ground just with the stock mapping, just because oh, the bike has so it much was, power it, it. It was, it was coming up off the ground, and, that's, and it was... So with the app, they, they had a couple different maps. They put uh, a TP3. I don't really know the numbers. I wasn't paying attention to it because I, <laughs> I typically don't like 
the TP maps, which just stands for Travis Preston, one of their development guys. It's like his his maps usually go off in a different direction um, from what I'm looking for. But then they put one that they called a magic map in and it they were both. I, I believe they were both supposed to be a little bit mellower, but I was still having the same problem where when I'm coming out of a turn, especially going up up the hills, I couldn't just really get on the throttle all the way. I had to almost modulate the throttle so it wasn't lifting the front wheel. And I don't like to have to do that. I like to just, okay, I'm pointing in the right direction. I want to twist it and go. No, I, uh, I felt the same way um, with the stock map and even the TP 3.0 map. They were still way too aggressive for me. Uh, I think the best we had it was with, with that magic map in there. Um, and for me, when I ride a 450, I kind of like to ride a gear high try and be a little smoother on the throttle and kind of roll my corners a little better. Um, so with the magic map is able to have enough power to ride a gear high, especially the corners and kind of open the throttle as I saw fit and keep the front wheel on the ground for most of the time. Uh, I still had it coming up quite a bit, but as much improved over the stock and the TP three maps. And I went kind of one step more from one of those maps. And if you're interested in that map, sure, for sure, email us and I have a copy of it where I actually, kind of shifted the, the the where it kind of really starts picking up I, I i moved the the fueling and stuff around it's mostly for me it was mostly around three quarters throttle three quarters rpm ish thing we started playing with trying to slow that rpm down by adding some fuel and maybe taking some ignition away and it uh it definitely made a difference uh and the coolest thing about Everything the Yamaha is it has the button like the YZ250F has it has had for a little while where it's just one quick click of the button and you can go from map A to map B or one or two, however they call it. And that way you can have uh, I would have a, a first half of the moto or first lap map in there, you know, a start map, first lap map. And then I would probably have the map that I could click off the best lap times in, which would be the second map that I had in there uh, and just very quickly click it. And a lot of other bikes don't allow you that ease of having different maps that's done through your phone and a button to push. So whatever we say about the motor, like, dislike, aggressive, mellow, whatever, it's like you can kind of tune it into whatever you want. So the motor becomes a, a factor of what amount of testing you're willing to put in to get the delivery you want. I, I don't think it's the highest horsepower 450, but I'd be hard. you'd be hard pressed to tell me that when you're you know, twisting the throttle and, and going wide open. Uh, it's making all kinds of power and it literally can be delivered however you like. Moving on to the suspension, Yamaha is stuck with their tried and true Kiova components front and rear. Uh, we've seen a lot of praise from both the media and consumers over the years. And uh, out at here at Glen Helen today, there are a lot of pros, really choppy, rough track. We were able to get a good feel for how the suspension worked. And the biggest thing that I noticed right away is that it's kind of more aggressive. It sort of matches that little bit of aggression they've added to the to the engine character. It kind of came along in the suspension department as well. It's like the bike has a little bit more of a it has a little bit more of a little bit more stiffness for a little bit more holdup and just overall maybe it's sacrificing some some of the comfort we used to have for more precision i would say yeah i think the going off the 2019 model who kind of rode like a cadillac and do everything well um especially if you're not super aggressive or super you know pro level rider uh, it worked really well it could transition to a lot of different skill levels 
and speeds, whereas now this is more like a sports car where it's kind of racing, you dive in and out, and just be more aggressive on the bike. And we'll get into it a little bit more on the handling, but I think that the changes to the chassis, uh, to a certain extent, you know, work hand in hand with the, the suspension. And it's not that it's, I just want to say it's, it's, it's almost like it's going more in the direction of where the, the Showa components are, where it has a little bit more initial stiffness that kind of, it's like a, but it doesn't have the, the dead feel in the beginning. Um, so it, it, maybe it's transferring a little bit more of the, the, what you feel on the ground to the rider, which I think is important for some guys just to have confidence on the bike yeah. where the old one used to really absorb it. So it's like the best way to describe it is I would say they've added two to three PSI to the tires, the tire pressure. And now that's coming through in the, the action of the suspension. And other than that, it kind of still does the same stuff. It, it, it seems like it has really good control of the stroke. Uh, there's, there's excellent, if not more bottoming resistance in, in my feel. And, uh, and for, you know, I'm, on the heavier side at 200 pounds, uh, I went, uh, initially I started going, I think I need to go a little bit softer. And I didn't really like what that was accomplishing, uh, in the handling side of things. So I just left it. And it, by the end of the day, I was right back to stock after playing around with a lot of different clickers. Yeah. And it's like for myself and our other test rider, Tyler Belknap, we're like right around this 160 pound range. We're kind of in the lighter side of the scale for this bike. Um, and we actually softened up the compression front and rear four to five clicks and we were able to get a little more comfort out of that. As you said, kind of adding tire, it almost felt like adding tire pressure. Um, we tuned that out with the going back out on the compression in the handling department. The YZ450 does everything pretty well. Um, it's kind of like an all around, like an all around chassis where it corners good. It's stable. Um, it just does yeah everything well. I think the, theme on this is it's become more consistent and i always felt that yamaha's and i've i've really liked i've liked the way that they've turned ever since they flipped the engine around and they always seemed like for most riders there was always something like the turn entries weren't that good or they really weren't that good in the middle of the turn or or, or then they had a problem exiting the turn and all these changes they were always sort of chasing one to 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 fix the other um and it's always had the same amount of stability. I wouldn't say it's the most stable bike or, or, or unstable by any means. So it's kind of like this middle of the road um, uh, handling character. And it seems like they put the whole turn together now. It's like you're, you, maybe it's not the best any place, but it's it's at least very consistent. And it doesn't matter whether you're turning in a rut or you're kind of in a, a kind of sandy hoopy turn or maybe it's a flat turn with chop. It it kind of does all of them quite well yeah i think going back to that just more being more aggressive is where it kind of helps especially in corner entry and coming into the corners it kind of can be more precise as you said and just kind of you can tell the bike where to go and you, you go can you can before. you can pick your line it's not a mystery yeah. <laughs> and another, yeah. never that it wasn't a mystery it was ever like a mystery with that some of those bikes went into the turn really good and then you'd be in the middle of the turn and it's like now i'm struggling or it would do the first two things we just talked about and you get to the end of the turn it's like i'm not going the direction i want to be going right now because i and now i have to correct with some throttle and yeah. and this is where when we talk about handling be a combination a package of everything the more friendly I was able to make the engine character with the power tuner, the 
more the turning really started to come around for me. And a lot of it <laughs> kind of settled on keeping the front end down or at least keeping the front end where I wanted it based on my throttle control. And it, 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 it works really good. I think the bike feels and the, the positive of that stiffer active suspension, the, the, the more holdup makes the bike feel lighter. And I, I really did notice that the bike felt a little bit lighter than the older version. Yeah, for sure. Felt a lot lighter, uh, a lot more agile. And kind of, you can, as we said, you can pick your line and go there. Whereas before it was kind of just mushy and comforting, but it wasn't super precise. Yeah. Some of the things the Yamaha gets bagged on for is, is it's a little bit wider bike. Um, visually, for sure. It's it looks wider because you've got air box channels running up to where the the gas tank used to be. Uh, they've got you know that's narrowed up a little bit. It's gotten a little bit better, but I still do notice it. Doesn't bother me, but I notice it. Uh, the some other interesting traits I found are it does make air box noise. Uh, it sounds different to the rider. It sounds louder because you're hearing some of it. But I also feel that that's minimized a little bit from in the uh, in the past as well. I feel all those same things, but like you said, it's not really, once you spin a lap or two, um, it kind of just becomes normal. And I don't really feel it affects the performance or and, riding ability. Or and you're like a that. Yamaha guy that's riding KTMs now. So yeah. you, you get used to it quick. <laughs> uh, and at interesting, at the uh, suggestion of Jody Weisel from Motocross Action, we threw um, a taller seat on the bike. And Jody was actually out there kind of cruising around and I always joke with them and I say, Jody, what, what do we do to this thing? What's, what, what do we, what's the MXA setting? And he goes, put a taller seat on it. And, uh, it was funny because my knees were telling me to do that because it feels like the cockpit is actually a little bit cramped, uh, tall bars, low seat. Um, and that really started fixing some of that. Yeah. I've, uh, my legs are telling me, my short end team were telling me to not put that tall seat on. Uh, but once we did, it really opened up the cockpit and just made everything feel where it should be. Um, like I said, the seat's kind of low, which doesn't bother me. But the ball, the bars do feel really high. Um, that was something that I would have changed. If it's like a personal bike, I'd put lower bars on there. Uh, but once you put the tall seat on, it kind of corrected that position to where the bars feel in a good spot and the foot, the foot pegs of the seat were like optimal distance for me it wasn't so much that I, I was kind of hoping it would hold me up a little bit higher on the bike and my knees wouldn't have to do so much work you know going from sitting to standing but what it did because i think the seat foam was a softer is is when i started accelerating i got stuck the seat actually worked like a little bit like a pocket and it was holding me up a little bit higher but it kind of like worked like a pocket held me onto the bike and I think since it was the foam was softer, I was still kind of sinking down to that point. And, you know, the little, you know, the half an inch or, you know, three quarters of an inch taller, whatever it was, wasn't as significantly different. But it just, it was a, it was definitely a good improvement. In conclusion, um, we're, we're a fan of the Yamaha today. Um, we could see it won our 2019 450 comparison. And undergo, since then, it's undergoing quite a few changes. And we say it's led to a more, aggressive in nature motorcycle but it still retains some of those yamaha traits that we've come to know yeah i think it's i want to say it's getting a little bit more polar but it's going the direction everybody's going um that that little bit of more aggressive in the suspension eh, might turn off some of the some of the you know more novice or you know vet guys that were liking that that cushiness uh, but that's not to say you can't tune that back into the current suspension. But I think 
when you start changing that, you're losing the, the sort of the direction where the motor's a little bit more aggressive, the chassis is a little more aggressive, the suspension's a little bit more aggressive. And so kind of take that for what it's worth. I think you're going to find since they're designing and developing these bikes to start performing at the highest level, you know, with their pro pro, pro level racers and, you know, aspiring pro level level racers, this is the direction everything's <laughs> sort of going. So that's what a motocross bike is these days. No, it certainly fits the trend of what we see a lot of other manufacturers doing. Um, like you said, it works well for a lot of people and some people may not you know, favor it a whole lot, but it's not, not to say that they can't make it work for them just with some fine tuning and, and no, the gem, the gem of that is the Yamaha power tuner app. So you can, you know, you're never going to, the chassis is the chassis, <laughs> you know, there's ways to do it, but between clicking the suspension and tuning the motor, you can probably turn that bike into just about anything you need to in the motocross realm. And I think for that, Yamaha has done a really good job. So if you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share it with your friends. Check us out at www dirtbiketest.com and of course you can follow us on all the different social channels at dirtbiketest so for Trevor Hunter this is Jimmy Lewis and we will hopefully see you out at the track <laughs> <laughs>